From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly download for all of the 3A, 2A, 1A action going on in District 3. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Not much. Just uh, breaking out my nice little Garden Valley hat that I got from some good fans there at Garden Valley. Actually, I wear this whenever I go up to Garden Valley so that I fit in and I look like a local. And, uh, you know, one time we went camping you know, up Loman area and a bunch of trees fell on the road and got stuck there in Crouch Garden Valley for like four hours. You know, I wore this around proudly and everybody just thought, you know, oh yeah, he's one of the guys around here when really I was just an imposter pretending to be a local, but uh, I got away with it. You know, uh, again, if you're watching the video version of this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you can see that really nice looking Garden Valley Wolverines hat that Logan's got on uh, audio only. You'll just have to take our word for it. You can listen to the audio only version of the podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. You, uh, you know, you're an outsider in terms of like you grew up in North Carolina, right? And you, you're still a relatively new resident of idaho in terms of the longtime residents but you fit in because i don't know what the deal is but the the locals in idaho kind of have a little southern twang to their accent have you ever noticed that logan yeah there there are different accents in different parts of the state so yeah i mean i i have lived in idaho for 10 years so um well actually so i moved to idaho in 2008 and then so really i mean i guess the majority of the last 14 years with like a year gone here and there. So we'll make it, we'll just say 12. So about about the past 10 to 12 years, I've lived all of my time in Idaho, but my wife's family's from here. So I kind of claim myself as a local because of that. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, one thing though, I've noticed with the accent, especially in Eastern Idaho, we, we can dish, we can, we can dish on them because this, this is a Western Idaho prep cast. Right. But um like they draw out their e, you know, people give me crap all the time for the way I say things, especially the word. If my wife, she, there's no way she's listening to this or will, but she gives me the hardest time for the, okay, Brandon, the peanut butter cup candy. What do you call that? Uh, it's Reese's. Yeah. See, my whole life I said Reese's like that. That's how it was. So, you know, I get it. And am I wrong? Yeah, I, I do, but I can't, I can't. I've been going this hard for 32 years. I can't let it down now. I can't <laughs> let it down. But in Eastern Idaho, you'll hear it. They'll, they, they do something different with their ease. So like if, if I want to um, feel this hat, F E E L, it will be, I want to fill this hat. Listen for it. It's I'm, I'm serious. That's that's it's that East. I don't know what it is. It's the only part that it has that, or we're going to go out for a, not a meal, but a mill. We're going to go out for a nice meal. And it's always one that whenever I go back to family over there, I always hear it. And I'm like, oh, there it is. The drawing of the E's. And and I've heard bag instead of bag. Oh, I, I don't think I've, I've heard a, that I've got one. a bag of groceries. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got another one for you. <laughs> so the nut that's in a shell in a pie. Oh, that's a pecan. No, it's not. It's a pecan. 
No, no, yeah, I, no I, I went to New Orleans and I had a local tell me it is pronounced pecan and they will well, slap you if you if you say it. Dude, so my my uncle, he has a huge pecan tree in his yard. And I don't my summers were spent cracking pecans. And every time I go back home, that's what I want. They'll they'll just have buckets of them. Like I'm not kidding. Five gallon buckets, multiple of them just lined up with pecans in the shell and we'll just sit down and crack them. And um I spent a lot of time cracking pecans and that's it's fun to do, but it, it it's pecan, I promise. Mm-hmm. Anybody that tells you differently, they're wrong. Okay. New Orleans, that's a whole different world over there. That's um, <laughs> that is. yeah, that's a different type of southern speech down there. But I'm sure nobody wants to listen to another three minutes of Logan and Brandon discussing accents here on the treasure Valley prep cast, but yeah, we'll reel it. We'll, we reel it we'll reel it back in my one last <laughs> one though. My good, my good friend, Scott gross. He's a local radio broadcaster in Pocatello, but he says Pocatello. We've got a big game tonight with the Pocatello. Yeah. My, that's my <laughs> wife's grandma. She <laughs> born and raised in Manan, Idaho over outside of Rigby. And she always said that exact same Pocatello. Pocatello. Yeah. So, that's funny. I, that's that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, five minutes in. We're, we're doing great here, Logan. Yeah, we're let's, doing good. Let's talk about some postseason hoops. Girls basketball has officially started uh, with district tournament play uh, in some of the conferences. Some will get started later this week. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, February 2nd. So, if you're following along on the video version of this podcast, um, I'm going to share my screen and you can see the brackets up on the screen. You'll want to go full size on your screen so you can actually see it clearly. If you're listening audio only, you're, you're still covered. We've got all of the district brackets right on the homepage at idahosports.com. It's the first thing you see when you go there. Um, and not just for district three, but we've got all the districts, 5A, all the way down to 1A, D, D2. Uh, so you can look at all the girls district brackets there, but we're going to put them up on the screen as we talk. So it's a little clearer. Let's start with the districts that have actually had some, some play in games and things like that. Let's hear it, Greg. Let's hear it, Greg. (laughs) Well, I think we have to start with the Western Idaho conference. This is a a monumental 10 team league. And as we see a couple of play in games already decided the, uh, (laughs) I can't do the great. That's pretty good, Brandon. Yeah, I've been working on it. So we actually did have a quote-unquote upset, if you will, last night. Number nine, Riverstone, did defeat number eight, North Star Charter, 27-23. And so for a Riverstone team, they've got a new coach this year in Mike Cole. Um, they've, they've been through the ringer a little bit. It's been uh, ups and downs, but they get a win at districts, and they're now the number eight seed in the eight-team affair. The other playing game last night saw number seven, Victory Charter, defeat number 10, Gem State. Uh, 57 to 13. So now what you have is tomorrow, Thursday, February 3rd, uh, all of the higher seeded teams will host first round games. So number one notice will host number eight, Riverstone, number four, Idaho city will host number five, Greenleaf, number two, Liberty charter will host number seven, victory charter and number three, Rimrock will host number six, Wilder. Does anything stand out to you there, Logan? Well, First, I want to note down there at the bottom of your screen, 18 degrees. And it's brutal in Pocatello. Mine says 35. So <laughs> so put me so I, so I get the I get the win there, Brandon. Yeah, um no doubt. But no 
I just, you know, we, we talked about it all season long that getting that number one seed was so critical and notice getting it, it, it it's huge. Uh, of course, they did roll through conference very well. That one loss coming there at the very end to Idaho City, which could potentially be a second round matchup. I think that second round matchup for, you know, it, it, let's just say notice gets past Riverstone, whoever it is, if it's Greenleaf or Idaho City, it's going to be tough. But it's one that I think notice can can come away with a win, and when you get down to the other side, um, if you if we have a Rimrock Liberty Charter game, which I mean I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that that's just what we think will happen, right? Yeah, just just based on regular season standings, and I mean really those the semifinals of this tournament that's the big those are the big games. If you win that semifinal game, you're in. It does not matter what you do the next day or, you know, on on the 11th. It, I mean, it's great to win your conference, and obviously you want to do that. But, I, you know, honestly, if I'm if – I'm, if this is baseball and I need my ace on the mound, they're showing up for that semifinal game rather than the championship game. That That's the one that you want to come out firing for because you got to win that. You win that. You're at state, and then, you know – little pressure off your back in that championship. And, and you know what? I, I kind of, I like notice and, and you know, I, I just like Rimrock too. I know Rimrock is um, Liberty charter was the one that we, we didn't know how they would perform this year with the loss of uh, some of their key players, but I, I think Rimrock gets it done. Um, that's, that's kind of an outside pick. I know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm thinking Rimrock and notice get the bids here from district three. Of all those teams that are up on the screen, one of them made it into the top five in the coaches poll that was released earlier today, Logan. Do you know which team it was? Liberty Charter. It was Rimrock. Rimrock. Oh, no. I didn't look at it close enough, I guess. It was, it was Rimrock. So it, it's it's surprising. Uh, it's not it's not surprising because they're, they're a team that got to state last year, right? And they have a lot of pedigree. They've, they've been very competitive the last several years. Um, I agree. Again, no, no way to fight back through the consolation bracket. You lose, and you're you're still on the other side. But there's no, no way to play. You see right there, uh, third place does not advance to state, so doesn't even have a chance to. Um, so yeah. how about you talked about notice just lost to Idaho City. What if the Pirates fall again and they at uh, uh, a ten and one record in the regular or a nine and one record in the regular season in the conference and they don't get to fight for the chance to go to state that would be it'd be gut-wrenching and it, it really it really it is, what it is. And when you look at the standings this year um in this conference I, we've talked about it all year long and how how wide open it is but but let's say idaho city or greenleaf comes away with a win there uh greenleaf sitting at nine and nine overall in the season and idaho city is six and nine let's just say idaho city wins this game and then they win the next, you're probably going to see a team with a losing record at state and Idaho sit or notice 10 games over 500 right now, not going. So it just, again, the importance of this district tournament, I, you know, sometimes I think it's almost too much um, that, that maybe, you know, we've talked about this before here. Um, I don't know what the solution is. If it's expanding the tournament, if it's giving some at large bids on the side, I, I don't know. Um, but but it would be a shame to see a team that's playing as well as Notice has all year not make it. 
yeah, that's a good conversation for the sports boards. Maybe we'll start right. a, we'll start up a convo on the sports boards, our our online message boards where fans can mix it up with other fans. Um, sportsboards.com is where you go to uh, sign up there. It's the message boards. You can uh, talk a little smack if you want. That's definitely encouraged. Uh, talk about the big issues uh, like how do we get the eight best teams to state because currently that's not happening. Um, yeah, so a lot of good conversation yeah. going on at sportsboards.com. All right, the other district tournament that has already started is Class 2A District 3, the other Western Idaho Conference. We had play-in games last night. Uh, number 5, Ambrose, defeats number 8, Vision Charter, 46-6. to six. Uh, Number 6, Marcin, defeats number 7, Compass Charter, 53-31. to 31. I don't think either of those really surprised anybody. And now you've got uh, play not playing games, but first-round games tomorrow night. So for Ambrose and Marcin, they're having to play for the second time in three nights. Uh, Ambrose, the five seed, will play at number four, Nampa Christian. And Marcin, the six seed, will play at number three, New Plymouth. Number one, Cole Valley Christian. Number two, Melba. They get first-round buys. They're automatically into the semifinals. I think this is one of the best brackets that you're going to see. I love the setup because, again, we've talked about it, that in reality, the regular season, quote, does not matter, right? It just depends on how you do it your district tournament. But this tournament gives you gives you the incentive, not that anybody doesn't have the incentive to play well in the regular season, but you finish one or two, you have one game to win, and then you're going to state. That's it. You just need to win one game. And right here, then of course also, but if you lose just that one game, you don't you know have to play through the loser bracket and go um, that way. But it, you know, a great benefit to playing well in the regular season, you get a buy. Um, they're going to have to go slug it out with another good team. You know, Ambrose, Nampa, Christian should be a good matchup. New Plymouth, Marsing as well, and then they're going to come into those games having just played. Like you know, if you're Ambrose and you win that game. Uh, you know, that, that semifinal game we see is on the fifth on Saturday. They would have played three big games this week leading up to it. That, that's a lot of pressure, a lot of heavy legs coming into that game. Cole Valley would have the advantage there. Same thing with if Marsing were to beat New Plymouth. You got to think that that um, plays into account somewhat. But uh, again, I like the way it's set up in that the first two teams get a bye into the next round automatically. Yeah, Cole Valley went 12 and 0 in the league this year. They're the favorites. Melba went 9 and 3. They lost to Cole Valley twice. The third loss came to Nampa Christian. They're on the other side of the bracket. So I don't even have to worry about that. So we think what are we thinking here? Cole Valley Melba round 3 for the title. You know, I mean that's the cookie cutter answer, but probably <laughs> I I mean that's just what it looks like to me. Um and then I I I like New Plymouth to come out the other side and advance that play-in game course they will get that second seed in district five um who looking at it right now might be aberdeen yeah. which which will be a tough matchup that one aberdeen uh, girls teams look very good this year they have they've got some size uh with the watson girls underneath um i and i i like napa christian to get that third spot personally but anything all can right. happen. all right We'll see. We'll Proof see. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, other brackets that will get started soon. 
Uh, you see tomorrow night we'll have the opening round games for the Snake River Valley Conference. This is Class 3A. Um, Fruitland got the one seed. Parma got the two seed. Uh, they get first round buys. And then you've got number four, Homedale, against number five, McCall Donnelly, and number three, Weezer, against number six, Payette. So Fruitland did hang on and win the regular season title. I still lean Parma, though, in, in terms of, you know, in a district tournament setting. But either way, I think Fruitland and Parma both set up really well here. Yeah, and one thing I, I failed to mention in the last bracket for 2A, but the 3A here shows it too. We're going to have four, two teams here and then two teams in that 2A bracket that will have a ticket punch to state this weekend. So we will know four teams in from District 3 this weekend. Um, it'll come Saturday night when these two teams – these two games are played between Fruitland and then the winner of Homedale and McCall Donnelly and then Parma and the winner of Weezer and Payette because the winner of those, as you see it here on the bracket, game three and game four on Saturday, those two are in. They will play in a championship game. Um, again, that's the one you want to win. This is also a bracket that I it, it's set up almost exactly the same as the District 2 bracket where the top two get a bye. If they win that first game, they are in. Um, and again, it's going to be crucial to win those two automatic bids because you are not going to want that play-in game. Um, it, it's going to be brutal. I don't know. I don't know if the the District Three team. It, I mean, you never know until it gets on the court. But that play-in game is going to be played against. It's going to come against Kellogg or Timberlake most likely. Yeah. And we obviously know what Timberlake is. Um, they just have dominated the state tournament the last couple of years and Kellogg beat them. So you, that's going to be a tough matchup for whoever gets that spot. So nobody wants it. But again, Brandon, I, I kind of agree with you. I think Parma gets it done. Um, they did lose to Weezer and that was kind of the head scratcher we talked about last week. Um, but, but I think Parma gets it done. And I think Parma takes the whole thing, to be honest. I, I think Parma comes away with the district championship here in, in district three. Who gets that third spot to the playing game? I think it's going to go Weezer. I just think they've played well down the stretch, including that win against Parma. I think that goes a long way for them, and that I think Weezer will be the one going on to play um, Kellogg or Timberlake up in Grangeville. And I don't know about that. I I, I tend to, I tend to lead, you know, Kellogg or Timberlake. It will probably be the one coming out of there. Yeah, that's how I feel it's going to go to. It's not uh, a disrespect. It's just, it's just, it's just what we see on paper. And yeah. I'm glad to be wrong. I'm more than happy to see McCall Donnelly or Payette come and win this thing. That would nothing would make me happier. <laughs> Trust your gut, Logan. Remember, you you uh, you were liking Nampa Christian a lot in football season, and yeah, that's came true for you. Yeah, that's so. true. It did. Look yeah, out. Trust your gut. Okay, uh, long pin conference, nothing has changed. We actually showed you this bracket last week. Uh, the bracket was set for like two and a half weeks, and they're like the last one to get going. They play on Saturday because there's only four teams. Council, the one seed, they'll play number four, Cascade. Number two, Tri-Valley against number three, Garden Valley. Those games are on Saturday. Uh, similar deal, Logan, where you know you get to the championship game, you feel pretty good about your chances. Two teams get to go to state. Third place will challenge second place for that second spot but uh, we kind of already broke this down last week we still think council and probably tri-valley uh, yeah the two favorites there so yeah tri-valley defending champs kind of seems like they're 
catching more of their groove this year or later in the season. And then council has just been on a tear against everyone this year. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's council and tri Valley, unfortunately for my Wolverines on my hat. I don't think that it's a, uh, it's a year of the Wolverine this year and that council and tri Valley get those two bids. Yeah. Maybe on the boys side, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So those are the uh, the girls district brackets, and then we we just wanted to end the show real quick with just kind of a quick look at what's going on in boys basketball. Still in regular season competition, we got about two weeks to go in the regular season, and there's there's some big matchups coming up. I mean, we can just start at the three A level and work our way down. But three A, you've got this kind of jumble between McCall Donnelly and Fruitland and Homedale. They're all within a game of each other in the loss column in the standings, and you will have McCall Donnelly play at Fruitland Friday and then Homedale next Tuesday. And if the Vandals take care of business there, they pretty much wrap it up. Yeah, those are the two two biggest games that of the season for them, besides the first matchup. But those are two critical games, and you got to come away with wins there because, again, getting that top seed is so important in this tournament to get that by. You see it in the girls' bracket. And, you know – it's just a crucial piece that you got to have. Yep, for sure. And then uh, the the two way as well, right? <clears throat> Ambrose Melba, the rematch. It comes on Friday night. That is going to be in Melba. Um, should be a pretty fun matchup. Um, and then also a, a kind of a sneaky game tonight, Wednesday night. You've got Napa Christian against Coal Valley Christian, and both of those teams have. Sleeper yeah. appeal and kind of like the girls, we talked about the third place team from District Three will get a play in game against the second place team from District Five. And I think whoever gets that, the third place team wins easily. District Five is not very good for for two A basketball this year. So, yeah, yeah. And, and looking at this though from the boys' side, if you look at the standings, like I just got them up over here. Well, move it over here, but Melba. Ambrose, both with one loss. Ambrose has that loss to, you know, they lost a couple weeks ago to Nampa Christian. And then they lost to Oakley a couple weeks or last week or two Saturdays ago. Um, kind of, a, I mean, Oakley, a very good 1A D1 school. But I mean, I, I think it probably says more about Oakley than it does about Ambrose. I think it just shows that Oakley, Oakley is legit and that they're here ready to go. Um, I saw them a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, I guess it's a couple months ago at that small sh- school showcase, and they looked good then, um, as usual. But tell you, they had a close game. Did Mel or Mel or, Ambrose can't get my words out again on Saturday against Cole Valley, uh, fifty-three to fifty in that game on Saturday night. So Cole Valley just kind of hanging around, and then Nampa Christian got the upset. I still think you still got to like Ambrose. You still got to like Melba, but do not be shocked. I, I just think anybody out there, if you see Nampa Christian sneak their way in, or if you see, um, if you see Cole Valley Christian sneak their way in, I think it is very possible. They have just been right there. Both of those teams, you saw Nampa Christian get the best of them two weeks ago and Cole Valley has just been right there. And, and you see this in other sports where a team is just right there and then they finally get over that hump that last time they play in the playoffs or game seven, whatever you want to call it. And 
<clears throat> would not be surprising to see Napa Christian or Cole Valley come out and pull an upset in one of those games. Yeah, and for Nampa Christian, it's kind of unfinished business. I believe they were the two-seeded districts last year and went two and out. They got upset a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so but I know like you said, there's most likely we're gonna see three get in here because district five just kind of a, a mess. And that that play-in game will I, I agree. I think whoever is the third team out of the, the conference in the tournament gets the at-large bid. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun to dissect and break down. But right now we're kind of honed in on girls basketball because that's what's happening in terms of postseason. We'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll have some state bids to hand out next week, Logan. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it should be super fun. Love putting the bracket together. Um, yeah, there's going to be teams in there. We won't know where they will be like we have in the past because, you know, in the past we knew that, you know, the second place team from District 3 would play the first place team from District 6 or whatever it was. But this year we'll have to wait for those max preps rankings to come out. And I I, don't, I mean, I don't even know if they're fully accurate at this moment. Um, some teams haven't put everything in there. Like I was yeah. looking the other day and 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 some teams don't even have hardly any games in max preps. And eventually – and this is where it gets dicey where what if somebody just like forgets to put a game in there and it affects their, their standing? Like it, it happened in volleyball. I mean, it, until it's regulated more closely, I mean, it is what it is. You can't, you can't put a system in place and then not monitor it, and that's what's happening. Yeah, it's just like a, we're going to use this, but we're not going to really make sure anybody actually uses it. Yeah, and and we should be clear: ninety-seven percent of the schools are very good about getting their scores in, but there's there's just a handful for Some whatever of- reason just don't seem to. And I mean. At IdahoSports.com, we do our best to get the most accurate. Uh, yeah, we're we're still missing one or two. Uh, Hagerman, okay, that I can call them out because they're not uh, they're not on this podcast. Hagerman, please. Um, but otherwise, yeah, sure. I, we're doing pretty good. So, yeah. Anyways, that's another topic for another day. So, yeah, it should. Um, well, I mean, we we can we can try and see where people will line up, you know, we can have somewhat of an idea, but I mean, I was just looking at those max prep rankings though. And the number two boys team across all, if you, if you do a ranking on all classifications is Lapway. Yeah. And that's one I would love to see Lapway playing that five, a tournament against like a Waihe or Eagle. That would be fun to see because man, they, I mean, they already beat Coeur d'Alene who is pushing the top five boys team. Um, and beat them by double digits too. Like I, they're probably they might be the best team in the state. And they, and they and they beat Lewiston as well. Yeah, I so. beat them by like twenty, I think, something like that. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they they might be the best team in the state, and they're right there at the one A level. It just it just shows. I I thought that a couple of years ago. I did the one A D one tournament, or it was D two, um, and Lakeside ran away with it, and I I thought that they could have beat. I, I did a lot of four A games um, during regular season, and I thought that Lakeside team could have beat any of those four A teams I had seen, and and that, obviously you're seeing that with Lapway this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been really fun to watch um, Lapway's dominance uh, for sure. What well, one last note on Lapway? This and this will tie back to our two A fans that are watching this um, big matchup this week. 
Lapway plays St. Mary's, which yeah. is a really good, the defending 2A champs. That is the only game in which Lapway has been challenged this year. They won 59 to 52. Every other game has been a win by, I'm pretty sure, double digits. And so the rematch comes this weekend for those Ambrose Melba fans that uh, want to know how real is St. Mary's. We'll, we'll see this week when they play Lapway again, but they played them pretty tough the first time. So Yeah, Ambrose took care of St. Mary's in that rematch of the state championship um, right. a couple months ago back at the Hawaii tournament, but it, that's that's months ago. These are different teams. Everybody's a different team than they were in December. I don't know if you can – I don't know if you can count that now. You got to look. And if St. Mary's can hang around again, look out because really nobody's been. A, I mean, what Prairie is second in that conference and Lapway beat them by like 50 or something like that. It's yeah, it was bad. They're, they're legit. So, so it, you know, we're all just going to watch Lapway run through the D1 tournament and um, just, just, they're just stopping in for a trophy real quick play a couple of scrimmages and get out. I'm just kidding. They, they're, they're just so good. Um, yeah. Fun to watch. So I think we're doing that, aren't we? Are we on the D1 boys, Brandon? We're on the D1 girls together. D1 girls. And yeah, we could try and get on the D1 boys. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. I'd be see a lot of fun. In there. But anyway, we'll see. It'd be yeah. fun watching all these teams punch their tickets this week. It's always fun. It, it's one of the worst things, but also one of the best things is I love seeing teams, you know, the excitement of, getting into district, but then on the other side, you, you just have the, the dejection of the team that, that doesn't, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It, it, yeah. It's a tough, you know, at the end of the day, someone's going to be very happy and someone's done going home and it's just the nature of the beast though. Yeah. So lots more to talk about next week on another edition of the treasure Valley prep cast. Thanks for tuning in everybody for Logan green. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.